Okay. Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 30. Thank you, everybody. Ah, it's another Sunday, and let's be honest, everyone's probably watching who's going to win the bet between Chris Pratt and Chris Evans instead of watching us. Let's just be Indigo, why there. do you look like that right now? I, I may have turned the volume on and then the video on, and he may have started the speech while the video was off. So it's fine. I just saw it happen on the stream. It looked very professional. <laughs> it looked super professional. Didn't we Let's just go over this like five minutes prior? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, anyway, every week, the four of us, we go over the week that was, the week that might be in Wildstar. As always, I have my other hosts, Indigo. Hey. And Krug. And I'm second this week for no reason. <laughs> it's always random. <laughs> it's always random. There's only three of oh, us. I'm always, anyway, I'm always first. More I'm importantly, first. Psh, quiet, you quiet, quiet. Okay, okay. More importantly, we have a guest with us this week, and she is an artist. She's a creative director. She is probably one of the more prominent faces in the fan com- in the community. If you've seen her work, you know what we're talking about. This week we have Fusspot. Oh, people can see me clapping now. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I look stupid when I clap. I do. I just wanted to get it near my mic. You gotta have like the the, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Just spot. Anyway, we're gonna start off with how our weeks were. And Fusspot, how was your week this week? Uh, it it was boxes. Lots of boxes. We're um we're moving house, and uh, Oh. oh my god, it's just. It, it, it's a good thing we didn't. Uh, it was delayed by a week because uh, otherwise we'd be moving a truck today. Yeah, and you live right, now, right in the middle right of the blizzard, right? I'm looking at about a foot uh, or a foot and a half of snow outside my window. Oh, and... I thought we were just talking about Super Bowl problems. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> the best time to drive. Girl. You know that, right? You you contractually cannot say that word. We ha- we legally have to technically owe them money if they come calling for it. Yeah, yeah. you, okay. ah, you. I don't. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. What should I call it? Uh, the big egg handball sporting event. The colonial, the colonial event? final sports extravaganza. I'm gonna call it sports ball from now on. Sports ball, yay! Sports ball. The sports I, ball I, event. I, I will say I did see your your post on Twitter of how you gave up on naming boxes. It was fucking hilarious. It was like books. Probably more books. <laughs> Dry shit. Like it was just. It was... <laughs> yeah, I, I gave up. <laughs> I, 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 when I, when I saw that, I just started laughing so much. I, I like, I legitimately laughed out loud when I saw that. Could be <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, I really. So you guys just getting a bigger place? Are you guys moving for work or what? We're actually moving into a smaller place. Uh, it's it's a whole big to do with this house that we're in right now. Uh, so we're we're moving we're moving to an apartment and um, we're moving actually to my old neighborhood, which is going to be great because then I can go to all the old places I used to go to and uh, just be comfortable again. Because right now we're in the northwest side of Chicago and there is nothing to do out here. <laughs> oh, nice! So you're a Chicago native? Yes, I am. Cool. Yep, I've been here my whole life, and all the snowstorms that have come with it. <laughs> I remember seeing that picture of you. I think you posted it after I did on Twitter. I posted a picture of uh, one of our friends saying, oh, it's so horrible on the East Coast. And I went, yeah, <laughs> sure, right? Click. It's like 75 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning with nary a drop of water in sight. 
And you come, you come up and go, uh, really? Snow. Trust me, I felt that. I felt that 75 degrees. <laughs> yes, you did. Speaking of which, Indigo, how was your week this week? I don't know if you guys noticed this awesome necklace I have on right now. Yeah, I, uh, I finished my first half marathon today. Yeah! Good I'm job. very proud of myself. I, I'm so happy. It's a cool. It's actually like design wise. It's really cool. It's a it's a little like wooden surfboard with like a little metal like surf city half marathon. You're awesome. Good job. You actually made it past the finish line without passing out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, you came in first. You know That's, what? It's, you a, tried it's a participation award. You finished you... before everyone else. That's insane. How did you do that? What was your time? Three Actually, minutes for a half marathon? Whoa. My, my, suck at my, my, my time was not great. My time was four hours for uh, 13.1 mi- miles. So that's what my opinion is to you, crew. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells me, he tells me like two days ago, hey, you know, there's still time to sign up. Are you going to sign up for the half marathon? I'm like, hell no, no I'm no, not. No, no, no. No, I was trying to get you to do what we're doing in March, which is Tough Mudder. There's a difference. That is... 12 miles and 21 obstacles. This was just 13.1 miles straight. So it's like almost a half marathon, except for the whole way you're getting like electrically shocked and like drowned and like all these other things. It's yes. great. It's wonderful. I, I will do it in the name of like science that. or comedy, but not for self-improvement. <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. So um, anyways, I did that. And then in, in game, that's out, that's out of game. In game, uh, I played... I doing a ton of pvp this week because i'm 50 and i love the pvp and then we got the awesome pvp news which we will talk about uh coming up um but uh, th- that's about it for me uh crew next i am next uh first off I, what happened to the creature that lived on your chin the creature that lived on my chin is gone and the creature that lived on my head is gone i now have smooth hair although probably most of these people don't know what i looked like before so that's not really a huge thing for them this is just what i look like to them so i got a haircut that's exciting Uh, i didn't actually play a single video game this week because my company was doing something called inventory (laughs) and if you don't work for a company that has to do something like this it's basically where you count every single thing you own um that's it it was exhausting we had to work long hours and that's it. That's it. My week was boring. Don't even look at me. Just here. Just your turn. <laughs> so, so, so you, we know Krug and I work for the same company. Ask him how many things I had to count. How many things did uh, Indigo have to count, Krug? Indigo was exempt. He was part of the what? group of exempt employees <laughs> because they had to keep the company running or something like that. That sounds like, like a bullshit excuse. Oh. He was sitting there on his computer updating queue times the whole time. That's literally oh, all Oh, no. That's probably Hearthstone. Like, those are probably oh, no, no, no. queue things. No, no Hearthstone, no Hearthstone. But I was definitely making sure queue times was up to date because it's my huge priority of 2015 is keeping that website up and alive and running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that sounds like some BS right there. Anyway, <laughs> my week, um, when we found out that Puss Pot, Puss Pot, Puss Pot had agreed to come on. <laughs> well, it's like verbal and dyslexia. Now she left the show. Yeah. So... She's like, you know what? Screw this. Pus-pot. Once, once Puss Pot agreed Later to come on to the <laughs> When she agreed to come on, I'm like, you know what? I haven't drawn anything in a while. I've been doing a lot of graphic design. And I'm like, I want to draw something again because it's really cool. I have this thing where when I see other really good artists, I want to make sure that I can – I still have it and I want to like be as comparable to them. Mm, unfortunately, that meant that my little uh, – this guy right here, my faithful, ever faithful 
tiny four by six bamboo tablet that's lasted me since my daughter was born in 2010, officially and finally died today. And that sucks butt. So, but on the on the bright side, it made me get back my sketchbook and bust it out and draw for fun. And I realized, oh my god, I'm way out of practice. It's really bad. Other than that, in in game, I joined. Um, Drunken Alchemy from the chat, and I joined Indigo, and we did a little bit of peeping one night. And Drunken Alchemy <laughs> and I had a ton of fun dying repeatedly, and Indigo and just I, laughing at us. Just I believe time. I believe the conversation was is that you guys had a romantic moment, the two of you dying. Next there was to there was a really <laughs> funny moment where like my Granok died, and he's like oh, and then right next to it, like a second or two later, her character looks like it's cuddling me. So the entire time she's just joking about death cuddles. <laughs> It's just this little Oren curled up in a curled up like a like a dead animal is right next to this giant hunk of rock. That's it was it was great. Because it, <laughs> it was it was pretty cause, funny because we were tweeting back and forth about it, and then it was like uh, uh, um, Drunken Alchemy was like, "Oh yeah, me and Kruger, uh, me and Doc had a moment." And I was like, "What the hell? I, I wasn't in there. I wasn't having fun. I wasn't <laughs> like, well, we weren't dying next to each other." So I'm like, "Well, yeah." You had you had gear on though. We didn't have any gear on because we were at least in my case, I was a fresh fifty warrior, and that's a different experience of being a, a spell slinger fifty because I have a whole set of blues on my spell slinger at the very least, so I can handle it. Going in fresh with little to no gear, I, it's still one of the few games that I don't get mad at when I'm when I go like one and seven in a wall tiki battle. I I think it's funny, and I'm sitting there. The only hard part was, I was always just out of melee range, just always out of melee range. <sighs> anyway, that was my week this week. <laughs> <laughs> so his week was a week of just out of so, melee range. So. uh... Fussbot, it is your turn. How was your oh, week this week? Let's your find out again. So, Let, she's moving, remember? <laughs> yes. She's, oh, went through this. Wow, you're all... <laughs> I will say, Weirdest. this is not the first time Indigo has done this. <laughs> uh, I'm a second guest. And I will tell you this. the episode. <laughs> I will tell you, this will not be the last. <laughs> so let's move so on. I'm excited to hear from you that he wants you to say it again. I'm He's excited. Like, I'm, I, I fanboyed over, oh yeah. over you. He once, was once super Moose excited to have her on. Me, I, I kind of fanboy, but we'll, we'll get into me being a, a, a total fanboy uh, later. Uh, I think uh, Doc gets to uh, do his favorite part of the show, which is... The Strings Tales of the Week! God, I hate you. Uh, I, you can't, how can you not have enthusiasm for things? Come on! Anyway, and this is a really cool week for two reasons. One happened like a day or two after our last week's show. And unfortunately, avatess.exe hit a fatal error and was corrupted and destroyed by Enigma. Yeah. Officially, yes, our very first uh, Avatis takedown and possibly... Because we only have, what, two to three days as of this live show till we get Proto Initiative, Proto Games Initiative, that a guild is able to take down all of the bosses in Datascape. So, I'm so glad they managed to do it, man. Seriously. Right? Any, anyone, else, anyone else think that there's, like, a guild that's just, like, mad dashing 24 hours? Like, just, just no, no. We're going to We cannot be. I will be number two. Like, there's a few guilds that are still have, still have a ton of progress, and I'm fairly certain you're right. that There's going to be a few guilds in the next two to three days, two days, that they are just balls to the wall trying to get everything down. 
And uh, I, someone in chat said, yeah, they were online when it happened. And the spam was insane. I remember Reddit erupted. They they gold-plated the, the post. <laughs> it was glitter insane. Everywhere. Yeah, glitter explosion. And to and we had Freya on before. I just want to say, you know, Freya, if you're listening or anybody else from Enigma, congratulations. You guys totally yeah, deserve yeah. it. I can't uh, even attune and you can get through content that is very specifically being changed so that people can get through the... You, you know, he did offer us. <laughs> you win all the internet. Here you go. <laughs> he did offer us if we were if we were able to get through um, attunement to try out for Enigma. We haven't been able to. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, but uh, you they can't did... keep saying that on the podcast because if they listen to that, they're gonna be like, "Wow, they can't attune." <sighs> no. Wow, I'm right. bad. Get out of uh, here. Eh. eh. Uh, anyway, they said um, that this is probably going to be the only guild to take care of, take down Avatus before the change. For the next patch changes, forty to twenty man. They even showed off a few things. It was a really cool picture we're gonna put on. Um, it, it was yeah. It, it there was a few things that came out of that stream. I should say. Let me reiterate myself. One, we got a kill screen. Uh, we got a kill screen with a little bit of lore spoilers. So we'll put that link there in the description. Click at your own risk if you're interested in that. Uh, we even got a chance to look at the new Avatus mount from that, which is the Data Drifter, which is really 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 cool. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it is Someone's sick. Someone's excited about it. I normally am very adverse to a lot of the Elden arch- architecture. Just this, for some reason, the gold they have is really odd on my eyes. But actually, seeing the like the silver or the chrome and the green, the the Elden green on that thing is sick. So, congratulations once again to Enigma. You guys are gonna. I honestly, I hope they have some kind of in-game recognition for it. Absolutely, they I mean, deserve it one hundred percent. Yeah, they should. And, and, and they, they, I'm sure there's probably a title or something like that. But like when when they change it to twenty man, they need to keep the 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 forty man separate from the twenty man. Like I think that would like add a whole another level to it. I think that would be yeah. Really like yeah, they will like, be like 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 get rid of the forty man grade or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, don't use my ideas, please. Come up with cool ones. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to jump into the next big thing, and uh, I'm going to call it. I called it on the recap when we put up the recap for the Nexus report, uh, and so did Baz. He also called it as well. February 3rd is in, what, two days, and that is officially when the Proto Games Initiative goes into your launcher and ready to install, and it's going to be a crazy day. Wait, I'm sorry. Who all called it? I did. I wrote the recap. I know, but but mm. who, who who said that it was going to be right before Valentine's Day? Yes, you did. You did, Indigo. You did say right before Valentine's Day, but I had an actual date, and that was hell yeah. Everything came at why, a perfect time. Why, why are you doing this? Why are I you was, doing, it's I on was the nose. analyzing how close that is to Valentine's Day. Uh, enough that people will still be distracted with new content to uh, not be upset that they're missing a Valentine's Day. Anyways, I won't be worried about <laughs> that at all. Course. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on drop four come Valentine's Day. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I will too. So same here, man. <laughs> you two are in positively loving relationships. We can just go, babe. Can I just get a pizza or something and a beer, and I'm just gonna sit there I, and play tonight and I'll, like cuddle I, you afterwards. I legitimately asked my girlfriend, I said, so are we doing anything for Valentine's? She's like, we haven't for the last three years. And I was like, but that doesn't mean you don't want to. And she's like, nah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure uh, the only time we ever did anything for Valentine's, we went to a bar uh, with our coworkers and then proceeded to uh, be very sad that the one guy from our job that lived inside of an ice cream truck was... <laughs> 
Why are you telling the story? Why is <laughs> out on a date? <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> this is video games time now. You're telling something about that. No. That's a story we have to go into another time. Story. That's the end of my one. That's uh, the end. So. Interestingly enough, we haven't seen any dev speaks. We haven't seen any uh, deep dive webs we, web stuff. We haven't seen anything really. So I'm a little curious as to why that drop four has gotten so little public fanfare compared to the last three drops. What do you guys think? I want a dev speak is what I think. No, I don't want a dev speak. I want a protostar speak. Whatever. As long, as long, I want a video about it that like is funny because that's what the dev speaks were. A video about the update that is funny. Yeah. yeah. Go for a fuss spot. Do you have an opinion That's, on it? Saying, that'd, be, that'd be pretty awesome, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they're just, you know, putting all their effort where it matters. Fair point, I mean, actually. The, the, videos, the videos are great and all. I love them to death. I really miss them, but I'd, I'd much rather see all that effort go toward the game itself. Uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know, like what the division of labor is there, but if that would detract from the, you know, actual development of content, I would prefer them just develop content and like, just have a simple patch. I have these people for funny things. Well, (laughs) I I mean, there, there is a a separate team that's dedicated to those videos. So Mm -hmm. I mean, unless again, I I can't speak for inside a carbine or how, how that works, but I, I think it would be really nice to have the dev videos. I know that even without the dev videos or the videos in general for this drop, there has been a huge influx of players like, Mm -hmm. okay. I've, I've been waiting to say this. And I, I, you've been so excited mm, all week. <laughs> so there's a phrase going on on the forums. It's been going on for a few months, and I was tolerating it because they had a little bit of truth behind it when they put facts and they put things they've noticed and seen. They like to call it "dead game is dead, dead game is dead, dead game is dead." Oh my Why god! Calm down. With your so, <laughs> accents that sound weird. Here's the thing. If the dead game is dead, we wouldn't have all the forum posts and all the Reddit posts asking people, hey, I'm new to the game, or I'm coming back after a hiatus. I would like to, you know, get it back into this. Are there any guilds? Are there any circles? Uh, what kind of role should I really work on for, for dungeons and raids? You wouldn't see the return of Wildstar Core. You wouldn't see um, Wildcast going back and putting out more content because we really miss those guys putting out more content. You wouldn't see people like Jazzy Gaming coming back into it. Dead Game is Dead can suck my nuts. Hold on. Hold on. Not only that, not only that, but the forums, uh, their support line has been so slammed that the, 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 the return time on it has, like, in some cases, gone up to 72 hours because they've had so many people trying to deal with getting back in the game. The fact that they don't have the phone for this two-step authentication, all this other stuff. It, this is awesome. I love it. It's incredible. I'm so, so jazzed to see this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not... We, I'm not trying to, or no, I know we, we probably all aren't trying to say it's a massive influx of players. It is a nice, steady influx that has been happening since drop three. People outside of the game are, are looking at the game again. People that have left the game are, are looking at the game with a closer eye and going, oh, okay, well, uh, I've seen my issues and have my gripes, but it's worth coming back. So I, I just love it. And the fact that we even got a little bit of love, like all of us as a general group, Pappy on, on Twitter, on Friday, had straight up said, you know, thank you to everybody who's been here as long as they have. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of 
It's, it's I, a nice I, encompass everything. I, I believe it was a follow Friday, hashtag follow Friday, and his it was, for everyone that has stuck with us the entire time, you guys are badass. <laughs> uh, I believe is what he what he said. Uh, and then uh, my response to him was, no, sir, you are badass. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I knew was just something in the water because I can't really leave. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Ooh. Crew dropped out. We're going to keep going, Krug's though. back now. Krug's back now. Damn. Well, just I mean, wow. Yay. <laughs> Damn it. Rude. Rude. <laughs> we were so close in to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're having influx of players. I mean, we've been seeing a tremendous amount of people. Are you going to fix your video? Because it's bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, is it off? Sorry. Yeah. Didn't realize. You, you could have told me something. Is that um, his, his avatar is clean shaven, and yet... It threw me for a loop when I saw him on screen as clean shaven. I'm like, what the? You're not what? So huge influx of players. All of these new people coming in. Pappy coming out and saying that. I mean, I, I'm I'm super excited, and I mean, it keeps me jazzed for for STOS and the fact that we're we've moved over to live. You know, and it's like I I, I was joking with you earlier, but I'm serious. I want to add STOS. We've been with you through thick and thin. Keep with us. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I'm okay with that. I just, I, I don't want it to sound like we've been here the whole time. That means our opinions are super valid because oh, God, it, no. it doesn't no. really matter at all. No one should listen like, to us seriously. There could be a podcast that starts tomorrow that's way better at this than we are. But, I mean, I, I just like the game and I like doing a podcast. Well, and, and something so. that I talked to, uh, I talked to, um, our advertising manager, I should say, I don't, I don't, I don't know the official title, but was uh, we want to have, we want to make sure that there is a competition against like Q times and STOS and making sure that those are out there because without competition, we don't, we don't upgrade. Oh, sure. When Things stagnate when there's no competition. And yeah, it's exactly. friendly competition. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's all one good community, but it's, and, it yeah. pushes each other to get better yeah. and better. And exactly. I, hey, I've reached out to Avid Guru, and I believe Avid Guru has accepted uh, our invitation to come onto the show as a guest. So, I mean, we definitely want to be supportive of the community, but I still want to just just do a little poke. That was my one poke. And I'm done. <laughs> That's my one poke, and I'm done. It's like right? a shot across the bow, like a pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, keep going, keep going. Anyway, I, 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 sticking I, with the proto games theme, uh, the Ark ship has data mined some more proto game stuff. In fact, they they data mined ultimate proto games weapons. Uh, we're gonna put the link in the description. Uh, I'm, I'll put it in as well. And to be honest, this is I have never. It, it seems like it fits. Uh, it's for lack of a better phrase or word, the theme of the of the proto star. He has really cool blue and orange. Uh, but everything has this kind of. Um, like Billy Mays, Billy Mays here kind of style to it with like the bold <laughs> graphics and thunderbolts and it at all, but okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the best part about it is the. Medic. Are you saying that it looks like the OxyClean products? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, so going down the list, we have soccer claws. <laughs> so you have some soccer claws that look like they're like hydraulics from like an alien, uh, mm-hmm. like the alien exosuit from Aliens. Um, you got the heavy gun. Which is all right. It's 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 kind of cool looking. The color scheme, I think, personally saves it. The guns, I, I I'm down already. I can't wait to dual wield those. And my personal favorite is the happy faces of death on the on the oh, side blade and the resonators. Beautiful. I love the ah, happy yes. faces. This the, is a really nice change from purple and gold. I really like this blue orange thing. Yeah, this they went is, to the yeah. extreme, the other side of the color spectrum. It looks really Which nice. Which I'm completely cool with because I'm hoping that means we're going to get a lot more blue and and yellow like costumes. Like I know we've showed off the costumes before. Uh, Die system. 
Yeah, well, I, I, understand, I understand the die system exists, but the colors that I want don't. So, <laughs> I actually really like the resonators a lot because they don't look like typical resonators we've seen so far. They look like Nerf gun, like a Nerf Uzi with a happy face of death on the front. They do really. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. And the warrior sword—that's the oddest one of the bunch. It looks more like—I mean, I don't—I don't—I don't know how like I a syringe. Kind of, but it looks it like it has look like, like a, a syringe. It looks like it has on the very top like a conductor. It, it looks like the the thing that you squeeze frosting out of onto a cake. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. The animations look pretty cool. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would think. What the animation? Do you know what? You know what? Honestly, do you know what it kind of reminds me of? And again, this is not me beating a dead horse. So, Krug, don't even speak. But it kind of it kind of looks like the the sword that was being shown off for the um, Shades Eve stuff. A little bit, it, yeah. Where they, it was like it had the the, the needle, like the the needle. I, Krug, I, first of all, even if your mic is muted, I know you're not actually saying it. you're just doing the. Th- yeah, well, it's actually it's, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It doesn't look like a sword at all. I, I what I would assume is that it has some kind of electrical field that's generated around it, so it's almost like a stun baton. Someone in chat said pogo stick. I'm changing my answer to pogo. Oh stick. my god! <laughs> Can we make that a pogo stick? Oh, be sick! <laughs> I want it's my warrior. Mount. It's actually not a weapon. Now it's all a pogo stick. <laughs> it's a it's a new mountain confirmed. <laughs> uh, None of these confirmed. claims are actually confirmed. <laughs> Disclaimer by STOS. Thank you very much. <laughs> you damn. <laughs> as as he as he says the big games name like three times in the podcast somewhere around there. I said mm. it one time at the very beginning. Mm. I haven't said it since. Sports mm. ball. <laughs> Honestly, no one's really watching the game for the game. We're watching to see who wins the bet between both Chris's. That's I don't know all. what that means, but okay, cool. Oh, my God. I'll tell you after the, the he, podcast. He doesn't follow any sort of and He doesn't sports follow balls. sports or TV or, or music. What do you do for fun? Shave his face. Shave my face. <laughs> and my, my chest. Do you want to see? No. No, I'm kidding. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. That'll get us banned nope. from Twitch. Onwards, yay, to the next topic. <laughs> okay, and the big one of the week. We had a earlier post from Donatelli that outlined the general flow of 2015. Today we got, or a few days ago, I should say, we got a general flow of 2015 on the PvP side from the Wildstar team. And there's a lot to it. We'll put the link in the description. We'll put the link in the show notes and everything else like that so you can follow along with this if you'd like. First and foremost, this is not a complete list of what's going on in 2015, and we're kind of going over bullet points, which is almost the whole thing. It's a lot to cover, some really cool stuff, and some opinions are going to probably fly here and there. Now, first off, the biggest features that are coming in in PvP are going to be dailies, weeklies, and random Q bonuses. Woo! <laughs> that noise you just heard was Indigo having an, just a joy aneurysm. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. That's okay. a that's a lot of content. The reason that makes me excited, can anyone can anyone tell me why that makes me so excited? It makes you because able to level as a PvP player. It makes it because that means that I'm right. I I called that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Calm down. I'm What's still on a runner's here? high, so f off. All right, I'm okay. waiting for like five minutes from now. He's just like, yeah. I honestly was. <laughs> he just passed this out. I was honestly. Guys, this is so. I was honestly expecting to fall asleep while on the podcast or on the live stream. No, no joke. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, like, I, I shouldn't do a dog did the first time we did the live stream and chug a fucking cup of beer or a, <laughs> chug a, a coffee. I mean, I did have a beer earlier today. I felt good. Anyway, yeah. So dailies, weeklies, and random cues. 
The idea is to give extra incentive for PvP and to get you to attempt to level through PvP. Uh, the attempt level is going to be interesting because you want to see how many people how many people are actually queuing. That's going to be the interesting one. Uh, my one of my personal favorites is coming later. Uh, obviously, we're going to transition from season one to season two, and we're going to see adjustments on gear and systems and stuff like that in between before season two fully occurs. But same faction battlegrounds, not same yes. faction arenas. Yes. Same faction yes. battlegrounds. Yes. You got it wrong. Yes, it's going to be I did not fun. get it wrong. I did not get it wrong. I disagreed with it. That's There's true. a difference. Really? I'm, you I'm disagree with the same faction battlegrounds? Okay. Yeah, we talked so, about this last time, guys. So, yeah, we talked about it last week. The, 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 the conversation I had was I was against there being uh, exile versus exile with one dominion on that, that team. But mm. if it was 10 exile and 10 exile against each other or 10 dominion, 10 dominion, I'm completely cool with that. The problem I had was mixing in dominion in there where it was like, hey, there's – there's 19 exiles and one dominion in here. I have a problem with that because it confuses me. Because why doesn't everyone? Yeah, that just wouldn't have made any to... sense. I know, and that's what I said last week, and you disagree. I disagree that it ever actually happened. I'm gonna hold this so that I don't. And you're punch going to... you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna stroke it very softly. Oh my goodness. Happy Razdauer. Happy Razdauer. Anyway. Uh, So I'm super excited for contracts. I want to know what those are. Yes, they're introducing PvP contracts, a distinct difference from normal contracts. The idea is to make it fast, rewarding, and fun. Quote. They they don't have any information for it, though. They are going to expand upon it in future updates. They've been talking about contracts for a super long time and just saying, like, hey, contracts are a thing that's going to exist eventually. They aren't even saying it. It was like. What are contracts? And they're like, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like a it's like a random word tucked into a corner of an article. All it, contracts. Yeah. It it's feels, always like it has like a bullet next to it. And it just says contracts. And it you're feels like, like the, it's been there since drop two. Yeah, I think it has. For a long time. <laughs> I really want to know what that is. And they're going to be like, and contracts will be explained in drop 16. All right. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> when we feel like it. Uh, we're going to have some changes to gear. Blue gear is now going to be achieved with gold instead of prestige. Yes. Meaning oh, when you are level is, 50. I never even thought of that change, but that is really smart. Exactly. Like, you don't have to go into PvP to get PvP stuff. Here's your PvP stuff. Go you, and start PvP. Yeah. So you're not instantly – you don't have – as far of a, a mountain to climb, you can kind of start off and go, yeah, you know, I won't die in two hits like I'm currently doing in PvP. You yes. can get your That's current blue gear. Oh, there's besides the point. Let's just not get into that. Uh, okay. The, it's, it's just to have a level playing field oh, and another gold sink. So we're just not going to play with that around there. I, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about this because I've played other MMOs that have have kind of not done this specifically, but they've done another thing where they allow crafters to create PvP gear. And so what ends up happening is it creates the market for PvP play- or I'm sorry, for crafters to push and get that gear at top tier and be able to make that to then turn around and put it on the auction house. And then people buy full sets of your cloth or your leather or whatever and then that puts the money back into the 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 flow of the game you know so that other people can buy things so i'm i'm kind of teetering tottering like i'm cool with it because i'm happy that doc's not going to get his face completely smashed in but he's still going to get his face smashed in because there is a new tier of 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 gear yeah so Honestly, I think these changes, they, they aren't set in stone. It's going to be stuff to help. And like what someone in chat said, it's going to help in 
getting people back into the PvP scene of the game. And it doesn't have to be just the status quo from now on. It could change in the evolution when they realize, hey, you know, we're starting to get a healthy PvP population. We're starting to get people who are getting into the intricacies of it and the meta of it. Now we're going to change it up a little bit. So here's some more stuff going on. There's new prestige purchases. All the rating requirements are removed from all PvP gear. So you're just going to have to save up prestige if you want what's considered an equivalent 1800 gear currently. And uh, you're going to be able to get possibly a full set of amps and ability points solely through PvP. Another incentive to level PvP. Uh, Another thing Indigo called just before he says it. Yeah. he did. Dude, you're on a roll with that stuff. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) and, And here's something that a few of us might not agree with, and this is which which we had this conversation a little before. Then, and we're doing we're talking about gear normalization and instance PvP. So we're going to be doing a rallying yes. system coming in this year. The idea is is they're going to rally all players to the same item level concurrent with the eighteen hundred gear. It's an equivalent if you want an estimation around there. So the idea is that PvP gear will not have it will have the upper hand in equivalent PvE gear. So there has been an issue right now where legendaries people are running are coming in to let with two PvP with legendary gear. And it's giving them a distinct advantage, even with all the PvP power you want and have and PvP defense. That guy's gone through Datascape. He's got that orange. He's wrecking people. And what they're basically saying is, look, we're gonna make sure that when you're in PvP, you're in their world now. You want to be able to challenge them. You got to get on their level. Legendary PvE gear will not be as strong, and PvP gear will have the upper hand. So uh, again, that's rallying <coughs> down. They right. say they they say everything rallies to eighteen hundred gear, which means to me that gear that's lower is being moved up to eighteen hundred. That was the idea that I got from it um, when I first read it, but now I'm starting to think that everything's being rallied down because when you do an instance like a um, an adventure, or I think it's just adventures. Uh, and you're a higher level, you get rallied down to that instance's level, but you never get rallied up to that instance's level. So maybe rally is a term that they use for bring higher level or higher, um, or more experienced players down to the level of the content. Okay. So I don't think that it applies to lower level players. I think it only applies to, like you were saying, people that have Datascape gear will not be in that instance with Datascape stats. And if that's the case, 100% down. Yes. If, if it's the other way where everything gets mashed into 1800, then what's the point of having PvP gear? And I, I would personally say it's still useful to have that gear because I don't think your gear is getting squashed in either instance. It's just the item level itself. And also, when you're at that level playing field, there will be a small advantage and disadvantage for each player in each class with the kind of gear they have on, but it really does come down to skill. You have to communicate with your team. You have to do pings. If they have pings in this game, they should. I forget, remember or not. Uh, you no. need to be able to coordinate if if you guys are all roughly in the same playing field that's what's going to separate the better team when you're doing instance pvp and i think that should be rewarding in and of itself so you know how everyone keeps saying oh the 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 gear level between you know 1800 and was it 1500 or i can't remember like do you feel that a large portion of the reason why people are saying that there's a gear gap as well as like specific classes are more powerful is because that in Wildstar, there's a lot of player-based skill that's required versus other MMOs where it's just like you go in and it's a specific rotation. And this, it's, it's a specific rotation 
and alignment and speed and being able to associate a moment very specifically while in like say world of warcraft it there is skill involved i'm not going to say that it's a skillless game sure but there isn't as much having to line things up or or having to make sure that you're within a specific range like and i'm curious if some of the complaints within wildstar's like balancing is just based off of player skill yeah, I, I've seen a lot of articles that are not articles, but mostly forum posts that are like that. Like it, when you're in WoW, when you're talking about like someone's rotation not being as good as it should be, it's really easy to just kind of look at logs and see when they pushed which buttons and how much damage it was doing to the other person and kind of be like, that yeah, that should be doing more damage. But Wildstar, it's like, okay, you have to look at this person and when they pushed the buttons and then this person and when it hit this person and if it hit and how like what the percentage was of hit versus miss because that's the player's fault that's not the ability's fault unless it is the ability's fault and the telegraph's too small like there are way more things to balance around than other games and it's way more likely that it's based off of skill and not numbers although i will admit there are some things in wildstar that are broken based off of numbers but that's a different it's a different set of problems <laughs> i think the numbers comes more into play talking about arenas I think the player mobility and that skill and that judgment calling comes more into play when you're doing battlegrounds and instances with your group. Uh, I think so, it's everywhere. I don't think there's a part I think one's of a little more than doesn't have that. I think one's a I little mean, more than the other. I don't do arenas. so Typically in arenas, you see a lot of players. There's less players in the battlegrounds. So there's more people to focus on better. And the players that really go deep into arenas have pretty decent mechanics to begin with. They're not going to be sitting there with a charge shot that's going five meters wide to the left or right. They're normally pretty on the dot about it. So that's when you get the complaints of the numbers and uh, synergy between classes and whatnot. I think you're talking, I think personally, you're talking about battlegrounds, like say, well, Atiki or Daggerstone. Uh, you're talking more about, God, I can never hit with this class. That was my issue with my warrior. I'm always just personally out of melee range. And that's just more due to my own skill on a warrior at the moment than other than than the numbers or anything else like that. You should uh, name your warrior out of melee range. <laughs> Sir Smashington does not miss on purpose often, <laughs> but he misses. He does. <laughs> he misses so, being a spell slinger. <laughs> I personally the com oh, I personally think the combination of rallying and the blue gear changes is going to be a very big boon to to PvP. Uh, mm -hmm. And then once that once the population starts to replenish itself, then we can take a bigger look into the numbers and the other balancing. Get people in there first. We'll see what's changed, and then we're going to change accordingly. I think it's a pretty decent way to start going. Uh, and Absolutely. Coming, and coming before the end of 2015, uh, they're talking about with new talking about getting new PvP gear with bought with Prestige, obviously imbuements as well. Uh, they're going to have similar rune slots to PVE gear, and gear most likely will be higher than the current equivalent rated 1800 gear. Mm -hmm. Did you say before the end of 2014? 2015. Okay, because I just wanted to make sure you didn't say 2014. We're a little late on that one. And we're also, a little late on that one. They are talking about uh, cosmetic gear based on your rating. That's going to be coming in possibly too. So if you, if you do well, you're going to be able to show it off. I think it's worth Hooray. it. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, God. Oh, damn it. God. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, really? You guys had me on the PvP episode? Seriously? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's yeah, a good point. Sorry. Are you more of a PvEer? I'm a, I'm a PvP. I'm a PvEer, definitely. Um, I I don't have the temper for PvP. I get really mad. Yeah. So that, I, I just I kind of I kind of. That's stick most people I see in PvP. Maybe you're the right. <laughs> 
kind of person. <laughs> you should hear our yeah. PvP sessions. Oh my god, no you don't. <laughs> no, you should hear Bazile's PvP sessions. Ah. Uh, so oh. I'm actually a lot more tempted to get into uh, PvP after after these updates. So uh, uh, let us boom. know. It's let doing us know. its job. We we will we will add you to the uh, uh, Q time. Is it Q times or STOS? No, we actually have a Strange Tale community on yeah. our Exile faction. Yeah, so we have a circle that we've got going on. We'll, we'll add you because we randomly just be like, man, eh, anyone want to PvP? Because I love PvPing. Yeah, if you guys have a chance, if you look for Sir Smashington or Indigo Jones uh, or Doc QT. With, with two N's. Oh, Jesus because Christ. It's the most Indigo annoying. Jones was taken by another player. He called Indigo yeah. Jones. There is a Strange Shells community on Entity Exile that we're setting up. And I think we have something as well on Dominion, but we've been playing a lot of Entity Exile lately. So that's the biggest. That's those are the, all the biggest strange tales of the week. Now we brought Fusspot on because we wanted to talk a little bit about the art stuff, as our hey. current fanboy is off the screen looking at stuff. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm having to deal with a slight work emergency, so I was kind of looking down, reading my emails. At the no same problem. Time. So, oh, man. so Fuss, mm-hmm. we noticed that you do. A ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of Wildstar-related art. Is this more something... So I have to ask, because I don't really know that much about uh, you uh, as a professional. I do know you do work for a company, uh, but I didn't know if you were doing more freelance stuff or you just kind of did it on the side. Uh, I've, I'm, technically, I'm the art director for a small company in Chicago called Double Coupon Software. It's uh, it's just a little teeny tiny uh, indie outfit where we do a lot more uh, experimental stuff. We've got projects in the cooker. Um, a couple that um, we're close to we're close to release, but uh, we we haven't quite gotten them there yet. We're we've been shifting focus a lot the last couple of years. So it's 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 nothing nothing terribly substantial, but it's it's um, it's it, it was. It was something I came into because I got sick of sitting around on my hands and doing absolutely nothing with my time. Yeah, I, I can't imagine I was, that. Yeah, I was, I was too afraid to um, you know, apply it to some of the bigger places. So it, it, it was a good start. So it's one of those so, things you just kind of got fed up and said, I'm just going to try it on my own and see what happens? Uh, pr- pretty much. I... I um, I just I, did, I was at a point where I didn't think I was quite good enough to uh, go to a bigger studio, so I'm I got a message from the uh, the uh, CEO, and uh, we, we a few of us got together um, and just uh, started the startup, and it's kind of grown over the years to nice. include a um, bunch of animators, a bunch of other artists, a couple of writers. Um, so it's it's a good time. It's um, Again, I mean, we don't we're not making any money off of it right now, but it's definitely a better use of my time than uh say sitting around and uh gaming all day. I'd use that as an excuse to game all day. So I don't know if you're able to ask, answer this question. You don't have to you don't or don't feel like you can or, or want to, but uh are you guys what platform are you guys currently working on? Uh well we were with our products we were shooting for uh, multi platform and like um we were we were working on a um we were working on an isometric MMO actually that we've kind of backburnered for a little while just just because we're uh, reconsidering our our path at this point it's it's a really really difficult um 
environment to release an MMO these days because there's so much competition. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking about that a little while ago, too. Um, just as different, just to each other, saying that like, it's just an odd, the field's an odd field to be in right now. You can't tell if it's uh, as stable as it used to be or if it's just simply uh, the field is still there and you just have to monetize correctly. It's one of those weird debates and questions and whatnot. So, it, an isometric, an isometric MMO. I haven't seen those in a long time. I don't know what that means. RuneScape. <laughs> I was trying to find a place to ask what that means. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen games like uh, Wakfu or uh, RuneScape, stuff like that. Uh, just Yeah, they're able to do the MMO portion pro- uh, pro- pro- properly. If you don't know what those mm-hmm. two games, you've got Diablo, you've got um, uh, Disgaea, you have... God, you got a ton of just basically over, over like, you're almost like God's eye view, bird's eye view of, of the field. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, that's pretty cool. That's, I'd love to see. Is there, is there anywhere that, um, I'm trying to think, is there anywhere you guys display some art from some of your projects ongoing, like, like a developer's blog? Uh, we've, well, right now our website is kind of go, go undergoing an overhaul. Uh, but if you go to, uh, let me put it in the chat here. Yeah, definitely. DoubleClickPod.com. Any information we have uh, is up there. We also have a DeviantArt. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And uh, obviously, we will be putting all these links into the Doobly thing so that all the peoples listening to the podcast can look at them. Doobly doos constantly. Doobly doos. All the doobly doos all the time. So uh, the question is how did you. Oh, man. I'm having a hard time trying to talk like artist to artist because it's like I, there's there's no like there's no defined path in the way that artists do things. Uh, I'm just more amazed at the amount of work you put out, uh, especially Wildstar related. Are they mostly commission based, or do you kind of have like a theme in mind, or you just go, you know, I'm just um, gonna draw. A lot of it, a lot of it's commission based. I had a lot more time to do it because uh, up until a couple of months ago, I actually had a retail job. And I went on vacation for a week. I came back and I was so utterly miserable because during the week I'd taken off, I did nothing but stream and do art and all that fun stuff. And it was just, it was so much better than standing up front and dealing with a bunch of angry customers. So I said, okay, screw it. Months from now, I'm going to take my second week and quit. That and is it. some serious, some serious uh, courage because. I had that same thing like a few months ago, and I'm like, or a few years ago, like I should totally. I just never got around to it. Um, so you do a lot of streaming. So obviously, Twitch is more of a video game based thing. Is there a site that people go to to watch you stream? Do you guys do? Do you take donations for your stream or stuff like that? Uh, I have a I have a channel on uh, Picardo TV. Actually, it's it's um, a streaming site mainly for uh, artwork. Nice. And- so they got. Nice. Got all sorts of people on there, uh, fan artists, concept artists, 3D artists, all sorts of shit. So. I've never actually seen that site, Picarto. Yep. Hmm, that's pretty cool. There's a stream site for everything nowadays. Uh, I have, <laughs> is is there, okay, this is, for Wildstar-related stuff, do you kind of have, a? do you do a lot of narrative stuff as well on top of the commissions, or are there certain races you kind of prefer drawing than others? It's an odd question, but. <laughs> um, or is there, well, more, is there more requests for something over another as well? Well, um, personally, I really, I really like drawing Draken. Um, Oren, I kind of do because that's what everybody asks for. I get, I get a lot of yep. uh, commissions, and a lot of people ask for their Oren. 
So I I'm just saw kinda, that coming. <laughs> kind of used to drawing them, but um, uh, uh, Draken and Granok are definitely my two uh, favorites. I haven't gotten to draw Chua yet. Really, no one's I'm, asked. Nobody has asked me for a Chua. <laughs> huh. I legitimately is, thought some of your art also was honestly uh, concept art for the game and stuff. And I'd seen some of the concept art. Like, you did your Avatis and your Draken Avatis. I'm like, what? Does Avatis, <laughs> like, changing forms and stuff? It's, it's... That would uh, be awesome, actually, but uh, no. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Um, so, uh, as an artist, where do you draw most of yours is the cliche picture, the cliche question. What are your, what are your influences? Tell me, please. What like, are my influences? Um... Well, <laughs> I see a lot of there's there's a lot of um, I, I personally I think I see a little bit of the fun American style. You have some nice thick action body poses in there. Your 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 figure art is phenomenal, by the way. I, I have to compliment you on that. Just in Thank general, you your your figures are so spot on, anatomically great. And we are we are a gaming stream, but this is our community here, and our community is a fan freaking nominal artist. And I, he, Indigo gets over the, the quality of the artwork, and I'm sitting there picking over, like, oh my god, those shoulder blades. How did you, wow. <laughs> like, sitting there dissecting your art. Like, I want those Granox shoulder blades on my own. Like, can I just flex and do that? Oh my. <laughs> but yeah, but what, kind of, what kind of, where did you kind of grow up and get your influences from artistically? Oh god. Oh god. I'm gonna. Uh... <laughs> This is going to be like the whole cliche. Um, I'm in high school. I was in the anime, and all I drew were the animes. And um, but honestly, um, as I as I kind of got out of that, I took I started taking a lot more um, influence from like I I really really like the guys at Creature Box. Uh, Corey Loftus, obviously a big big influence. Um, but back in as, as far as like Japanese artists, like Akihiko Yoshida is a really, really huge one. I just love the amount of detail he's able to get into his stuff without getting too neat about it. What other series has he done? There's so many Japanese artists that I, can't, I can never get names uh, right. Akihiko Yoshida is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, Vagrant Story, Final oh. Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. For some reason, I was thinking <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist for a while. They're like, totally different artists in general. I had a big anime kick as well in high school. Yeah, I just and, and back in high school, any anything anime, I was I was drawing it, and uh, I had I had a, a teacher in high school who I hated his guts at the time because he used to get up my ass about it. Like um, my my senior year, my senior year, he just uh, straight up asked me, "Amy, when are you going to stop drawing this anime shit?" And start drawing wow. the real art. Yeah, I there's got a so mad at him. There's a weird disconnect in 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 Western cultures where they think if you're not drawing a classical Western uh, traditional style, uh, think like Norman Rockwell or anything from like the Renaissance period, that it's just crap and it's a fad and it's never going to go anywhere. And why are you wasting your time and that kind of stuff? And it's it's weird as you watch generations change with that mentality. Uh, we're taking cues. There are a lot of great artists nowadays, and, and Fusses, I'm, I'm going to put you on that pedestal, among great artists online, that people need to see more that do this nice blend of this Western and, and Eastern philosophy and concepts of art and start matching them together um, and having those really expressive, emotive uh, Eastern-style faces with, along with these the great musculature and whatnot that a lot of uh, Western artists use, and that sounds kind of me like I'm 
pulling shit out of my ass, but I I hope that makes some sense. No, it makes it makes total sense. I think um, I think as anime has become a little more normalized over here, uh, it's there's there's a little um, less of an us versus them sort of mentality with with um, people like oh if it's not anime it's you know it's not good no screw that shit I I see a lot more blending as artists mature and they're getting a little little smarter about how they're educating themselves instead of you know just just drawing anime and not paying attention to their basics I, I had that problem in high school where I was not you're going for the style I, over the substance. Exactly. I was, I was being defiant. Like I'm going to draw this anyway. I'm going to be, I'm going I'm to be what I want to be. And the hell with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's that's where you start getting these really fun art styles. I mean, honestly, looking at Carbine's art team, there is definitely uh, this blend of like Chuck Jones with uh, this like really crazy HR uh, Geeker stuff or the Strain mixed in with a lot of these really expressive, almost anime-style faces and, and, and the way the faces are constructed. I mean, Auron have a very big Eastern influence on them mm-hmm. compared to, like, the Granok, which are very Western-looking, small eyes, stern, angular features. It, it's a nice little a nice little balance of the art, and I remember seeing a lot of that in your, your work as well. It's just, it's really fun watching an evolution of an artist. And as an artist for you, are you one of those kind of artists that just only kind of focuses on your own work and doesn't really delve into other artists, or do you kind of draw it from everything? You, you're like, oh, these guys here are awesome, and I want to take notes from these guys and how they approach art, and I want to see if I can throw it in my own. Yeah, if I if I see if I see work that I like, I, I try to investigate and see how they see how they do it. Definitely, because I the way I work now is completely different than how I worked say about a year ago, even. It's 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 all a process. I'm I'm constantly trying to improve my technique and uh, figure out how best to do things, and a lot of that comes from research. And what do you like? What kind of research are you talking about? More just anatomical stuff, subject art. Uh, well, anatomical stuff definitely. I I I've gotten kind of lazy in that respect, in that I I used to like to do a little figure drawing every day. Just to just to keep in practice, but a lot a lot more of it is just um, stylistic studies. You know, picking apart how you know how how I think they might have you know done something, and uh, eventually incorporating the parts that I like into my work, and then just discarding you know what doesn't work with me. Yeah, I remember reading. I remember we mentioned the um, the anatomical art drawing every day. I think that's what a lot of people should really strive to do is it's in what you're right is, is basics over the style. It just, it makes everything much, much, much stronger. Um, <clears throat> do you have any questions, Krug? Cause I, I'm kind of feel like I'm taking the whole uh, thing there. Honestly, Damn it. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking right now to myself, man, I shouldn't even have a little screen here because I'm listening to this as though it was a podcast I was listening to, not a podcast that I'm a part of. It's really <laughs> interesting to listen to you guys talk. So I just want you guys to keep talking because the questions I would have for you are things like, what's your favorite color? But that's... <laughs> well, it used to be blue, not orange. <laughs> That kind of dumbs down the whole conversation, though. <laughs> There's no such thing as a bad question. It's honest. Actually, you know, it's it's a good question. I mean, I, I've my my favorite my favorite color has kind of shifted. Just you know, with the type of work I've done, really, I used to, I used to really love blue, and now I, I'm, 
and purple and stuff like that. Now, a lot of a lot of desaturated colors, and like lately, I've really tried to incorporate a lot of bright shit. I used to hate pink. Now I love it. No, I still despise pink. Pink just gets really garish really fast for me for some reason. And and colors. I'm just gonna point this out. Only a real artist could take a question that dumb and give an intelligent response to it. That was just because like... there's no such thing as dumb questions, and she put it in a yeah. way that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and I just want to throw this out really quick for those people that are just joining us. You'll notice Creepy Skulls on Indigo's little panel there. Uh, he's off making a quick work call. There's kind of an emergency going on, so he's trying to help out with that. <laughs> so He's angry right his now. Absence and, uh, oh, oh, whoa. Okay, hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, my gosh. I had something and I lost it because you went on the Indigo tangent. Come on, man. Let everyone know that he wasn't oh, just you... dead sitting on a shelf. That's what it looks like. A lot of your art is done digitally, correct? Mm-hmm. What is your What is your gear right now? I have to ask. I'm just my, curious. My gear right now, um, I use a Wacom Intuos 4 Large, and uh, they what 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 else what else uh, as far as gear goes? Because that's pretty much what I use. And, and actually, I was curious about that because are, are you are you focusing more on the tablet side or I think Intuos is a tablet set, right? Instead of the um, the the tablet, the I, I wish they differentiate these things better. Um, the just like my Wacom tablet, my dead Wacom tablet. Are you, t- are you using more of the Intuos like this guy, or are you using more of the um, the actual tablets people use nowadays, the touchscreen tablets? For your oh, oh, I gotcha. Uh, no, I'm I'm using I use mostly use my Wacom. Um, of course, I've I've. Um, I bought a Fuji 2 Lifebook uh, T5010 a while ago. The resolution isn't the greatest. However, I can't afford a Cintiq Cause right now. Because expensive. They're so, so expensive. I mean, I I wish I could just, you know, stick my hand out and say, Hey, guys, give me money so I can, I can buy it. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Patreon. Yes. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually working on that, but... Uh, yeah, so I, I I mostly use the lifebook for sketching just because I can't really create finished work on it. It's just too small. <laughs> and so you prefer just to do all your processes digitally instead of analog and then transporting? Yeah, pretty much. I I've got sketchbooks out the ass. You wouldn't believe how many sketchbooks I have that I just have not done anything in because just scanning them is such a pain in the ass. My scanner is at Evil. least fifteen years old. <laughs> The cord is is you know it's ready to fall out. I I've got to use a special I got to use special software just to get it to work with my PC. It's it's horrible. Now we have a question from chat, and I'm gonna take one of those. I think I already did one before. Uh, Junk and Alchemy has asked uh, focus on digital art only, but actually, if not, are there any other mediums that you prefer besides digital art? Uh, I like to work with markers quite a lot. I've I don't have that many pieces up that I have you know, done with markers, but, um, it, it, it's fun. It's, uh, it kind of, it kind of brings out the finicky sort of precision oriented side of myself because I, I have to be really careful with those or I wind up with a really junky looking piece. So and then I have to ask, and this is me getting into like the art piece, uh, art artist side of me is, um, what, when you're doing all your marker work, are you using a really toothy paper? Uh, for those who don't know, uh, paper actually has a tooth quality to it. Now, your printer paper doesn't really have much of a tooth grip. Uh, it's really smooth and flat. And a lot of artists that use different mediums, like, say, marker or pencil or pen or or, or um, 
color pencil, they will prefer different toots and the quality of art. Like, say, my sketchbook right now, uh, if you want to see some of my shitty-ass sketches, you won't be able to see it really dark. It's actually a really heavy cardstock, but it's got, a, it's got a little bit of a tooth on it. So if I get any marker marks on it, I'm going to end up uh, grabbing and absorbing some of the ink. So yeah. it'll, it'll end up like it'll end up it'll end up uh, fuzzing in. It's really hard to tell, but it'll end up like fuzzing into it. But at the same time, if I'm using a fine tooth pen, it'll end up it it, it kind of like splotches out a little. It's really funky. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the fuzz. I actually um I I prefer paper. Well, that it it goes it goes uh, two different ways. Like if I'm if I'm using pencil, I like toothy paper. But as far as markers go, I actually I tend toward um paper with a plate surface is completely flat and no tooth whatsoever from strange tales matter space and someone asked in, in, in chat what kind of markers do you prefer i know a lot of people have a, a thing like i love copic markers if i can afford them yeah if i if if i could afford mo more uh, copics i would definitely use those um simply simply because you can replace everything on them it's it's a big investment but they last so much longer yeah but um, Prismacolors actually aren't too bad. I like their grayscale markers quite a lot. Really? I've had difficulty mm -hmm. in, like, a lot of their grays and be feeling kind of bluish for some reason to me. It, it, depends. it depends on whether you use the warm or cool ones. That's actually a fair point. I've got, I've got, a, set of, I've got a set of grays to blacks in Copic, and I've got two or three refills for some of the darker ones. I use those a lot. And uh, you're right. It's, it's like seven bucks a pop for the marker, and it's like ten for the refill. But it lasts mm -hmm. you four or five... Four or five um, charges essentially and is it copic or copic i can never pay that part out i say i say copic a lot of people say copic you know it's it's, it's i mean if you're <laughs> is it it's in the preference thing huh if i mean if you're gonna you know be a if you're gonna go the whole japanese uh pronunciation snob route i guess it's probably copic copic Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like, oh my god, shut up, please. <laughs> please stop, please stop. <laughs> Indigo, do you have any questions for our guest? Or are you still silent because of phone calls? I can't hear you at all. I, I am muted because I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> I even wrote that to you while you were talking. <laughs> I, I, I know. No, I was saying my... my, my, uh, my camera is not frozen i have just glossed over this entire conversation because i don't know anything <laughs> about any of that that you just said i just like your stuff because it's pretty um that's the only okay. he, he really wanted to have you on to spend an hour just going oh my god it's so pretty oh my god it's so pretty I, I, oh my I mean, god honestly, it's so pretty honestly like the thing that i that you've done um that i i really like is when you when you do the fast forward drawing stuff like and you after recording it you do like the 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 fast I, I really love that because it's like – it's so funny to me – to uh, not funny to me. It's so amazing to me to watch like literally a blank screen and then turn into something that is – to me, it looks like painting quality. Like just like it's got so much detail and it's just it, – it, it you start with a pencil and you move all the way up and it's just – it's fucking beautiful and I love it. Uh, I, I I really do and, and I am very grateful for Moose for introducing me to your stuff. I, I – I really enjoy, it. I, and I don't know, and I apologize because I was I was gone for uh, this large part of the conversation. So if I ask any questions that has already been said, just 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 say shut the fuck up. Um, don't ask what her favorite color is. I got that unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask. Did you did you ask that one? Yeah, he did, and she gave a great did. answer. 
Um, anyway, no, uh, where, where, I mean, I know that you, you do a lot of Wildstar. I saw that you were doing a lot of, uh, I saw some Night Elves and, I'm sorry, Blood Elves and Night Elves. Uh, where, where do you feel that you pull most of your, um, uh, like ideas from? Like where, I mean, a lot of that stuff is gaming wise, but do you have a, a different side selection that only you work on that you really love? Uh, like, where do you pull your, that, that, that from? If any of that was made sense, or if I was just gooing out, just like I think it's another kind of influence thing. Were you a wild player beforehand? Not, not necessarily influence. I, I mean, where do you like? What, what? How's this? What is? What is the most favorite thing that you like to draw? Most favorite thing that I like to draw. That's a good question because I like to draw a lot of stuff actually. <laughs> uh. Well, I, I've I've got you know a lot of a lot of sketches I I just haven't posted. I, I like drawing birds an awful lot just because it's a hobby of mine. I have three three um, that I keep as pets, so that's a big thing. I just uh, I like I like drawing people. I like um, I've I've got ideas in my head that um, you know st- stories that I've had cooking for a while that just haven't gone anywhere. I, I like. I like trying to illustrate those just uh, just for shits and giggles. You now, know? are you are you working on any sequential art and comic book stuff, or are you simply just doing splashes and single images and stuff like that? Mostly single images. I once in a while I'll dabble with a comic, but uh, it's it's nothing I've really explored to any extent. Just because I don't, I don't, I don't know that I I really have the uh, sort of uh, compositional sense to actually put together good comic pages because I'm really. I'm really picky about that. Like if I if I can't do it really well, I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I've mm-hmm. I've, wa- I've wanted to do you know a comic for a while. It's just it's it takes so much planning. Yeah. Do you have are there so, any writers you want to work with, or is that people have approached you for it, or are you just kind of like thinking, oh, I can just kind of do this on my own for a little bit? Uh, I haven't really I haven't really thought of working with writers. I mean, if I if I do something, it'll probably just be a small project by myself. Just because um, I've I've got so I've got so much stuff going on that uh, if I work with a writer, I'm gonna have to stick with a schedule and true, you know, and the other you could always do uh, little slices of life around Nexus. That's very true. Um, I've, I've a, couple, a couple of my a uh, couple of my friends have actually you know poked me. Said you should you should do this. You should because uh, I I mean I've. I'm I'm an avid uh, role player. I've actually written like oh god, it's got to be like a hundred or more pages of of uh, journals for wow. my one character. Wow, wow. Have you done any role playing in game, or you just kind of do all that strictly oh. from other pen and paper stuff? I uh, I do a lot of role playing in game with my friends. I'm I'm part of a uh, I'm part of a guild exile side uh, called Scar Corporation. It's um, we've had a lot of events and it's been really fun. What, what Scar do you Corporation? Play? Sorry. I, I may have missed that. What, what do you play? I I play I play an exile human engineer. Oh, okay. Oh, engineer, never a spellslinger. <laughs> well, my main dominion side is a dragon <laughs> spellslinger, and he's so so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I believe I've seen a couple drawings of an engineer. It, do you do you like to draw your engineer? Yeah, that's. Um, Sometimes I'll make little illustrations to go along with her journal. Uh, she, she's she's made them. 
she's the main character I've been drawing on my own time uh, lately. So nice. once in a while I'll draw my draw my slinger, but it's it's mostly her. Sure, 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 sure. So I know we're kind of slowly winding down on time, but a, a big question I always like asking other artists, and it's another kind of cliche question, but uh, I always like to see other people's opinions on it. It's uh, you know what are your opinions on improving? as an artist, whether you're, even whether you've been drawing for 20 years or you've been drawing for a, a few months and is there, are there any resources that you like to use that you can recommend to people as well? Uh, well, as, as, as far as, you know, as far as improvement, it's, it's mainly, it's just, a, it's, for me, it's a matter of drawing every day, you know, challenging yourself for trying, trying other styles, not getting comfortable, uh, I don't really, you know, have a whole ton of resources that I use, except for, um, oh, criminally, one second, there's this one, there's this one site um, I use, it's ba- basically a virtual uh, figure drawing class. Oh, I have one of those as well, I think I have it here, let me keep going and look for it as well, I, there's a few yeah, of them, really, really, a few of them that are really awesome, they set up like class schedules, you can set them up to like 30 second sketches or uh, minute long poses. Uh, I think I see. I think I use the same one as well. Artists at Pixel Lovely. Yeah. Yes, I do use that one. That one's insane because they give you animals as well as nude and and clothing. And exactly. It's it's incredible. I just um, more more than anything, just um, just practicing and make, making sure you draw at least something every day is the biggest the biggest way anybody can improve. And listening to listening to critique from people, actually actively seeking out opinions. From not 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 just other artists, but even people who are not artists, because they have uh, valuable input. Because uh, every everybody everybody looks at things, everybody looks at people every every day, and if something's not right, they're going to tell you. Now I don't know if you ran into this. Uh, I'm assuming you actually finished your education for being art an art uh, an art professional. Um, I've done a few years like of college, and I've had those issues where I was trying to take it really seriously. So when they would do all of these. Uh, gathers and meets and critiques I'd look at my own piece as harshly as I'd look at other people's pieces and never in an, never in an evil way like oh your work sucks ass and blah 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 <laughs> it's more like look your composition starts off really strong but this is really odd here personally uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what you're going for this and that and I'd try to like really give critique and then uh, I had this point where we were doing um, 2D design or something like that years and years ago and I was being I was trying to be really helpful and trying to be as polite as a kid about it and I do the same thing to my own art, artwork when I, when I come around to it, and everyone thought I was a massive tool. Well, massive. They're like, God, why is he always singing about our pieces? And the teacher would go, he's not being mean. You guys have to realize that he's trying to help you and himself as well. But then whenever they got to my piece, they would rip it to shreds and never be <laughs> nice about it. And I would just sit oh. there. Oh, man, that that blows. Really, oh, one of the more... One of the, <laughs> One of the most harmful things you can do to yourself as an artist is to crawl up your own ass and not listen to anybody. Yes, this is Jake. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that missing uh, button. Uh, this should be like a do not disturb thing on his phone. But yeah, I, it was just odd. No, so he, when, you're doing, to take that call when you're doing stuff for work, do you guys typically get a, a round table going on as well and, and look through pieces, not just on a piece of piece basis, or but also for like your projects you're working on? Uh, we try to, uh, we're, we're not, we're not in a uh, proper studio environment right now. We're all remote, but, um, 
a lot of, a lot of the time it's just you know I'll I'll look over I'll look over what uh, the other artists in the department are doing and you know offer opinions and uh, run things back and forth. Okay. So it's 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 not so it's not so much um, like say a, a proper uh, art department at a at a bigger studio. We just we kind of we kind of do what we can to go back and forth and uh, try to try to pick out you know the best stuff. Try to offer opinions on how how things can go better, or you know, if so, if something just isn't working, say okay, you know, put this down, start over, you know, quit fighting with it. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I, have, I just give a lot of props to, to, to you guys able to do stuff like that on a small team scale and. I I think actually we're gonna start wrapping it up here just in a moment because we're getting a bunch of phone calls from work and everything else like that. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, we do have a question in chat, uh, Master three seven eight six. What's the next raid? Uh, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. Oh wow, rude, rude. <laughs> If I knew, I still wouldn't tell you. Don't you know he's human too? Oh, he is being he's... human. But if you're gonna ask me a question like that, if I knew the answer, I wouldn't tell you. In fact, we we don't we know there is a raid coming and an adventure coming. Donatelli did spill that on the Nexus report, and we have a recap of it with those notes saying there is no explanation on what it is, though. I really wish I could give you more information on that, but if I did, and if I did know it, I'd be breaking an NDA, and I'd be making a lot of enemies. You really don't want that. It's not worth it. Uh, Master, as soon as we know, we will let guys like you know. If we knew and we could tell people, we would. Oh, hell yeah. In a heartbeat. If we had an exclusive on something that... Don't even know. (laughs) anyone because we don't know uh, like i said man if if we knew the theme if if we knew the theme we and we got the okay for it uh we would tell you but none of us work for carbine um we can't give you any hints if we knew if we no. knew man i know the same questions you're asking are the questions i want to give to them so think badly i do know the theme for the next raid i think it's grilled cheese sandwich i'm 90 percent sure it's grilled <laughs> cheese sandwich i think the final boss is a grilled cheese sandwich and the mount he drops is a space taco truck <laughs> oh, I should have okay. made it about food. That made it too easy. It's for a food theme. The it's alive. You know the veggies in this game are sentient. It could happen. Well, the veg- there you go, master. It is drop five veggie uprising. Veggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And you can imagine the warrior sword being a giant carrot with like a smiley face on it. And every time you hit it, it's like ow, ow, ow. The resonators are toasters. Oh wait. That would be also a raid in there, cat herding. That would be one of the challenges. In, in order to get twenty man completion, you have to get you have to herd these cats through this thing. So, master, like I said, man, if we knew anything, I would be all up to tell you. I'm not trying to downplay your questions; they are legit questions. Uh, you know, you're gonna have to keep tuning in every week, and as soon as we do know. Um, so we'll have an idea for raid theme as a battle out in Ichthian ship, other Ichthian was... mothership. Uh, I don't know what your hints are. I don't know if that's a hint or not. Ichthians do have to come back though. I think the if it could be Ichthians, the Marauders, the Lops, like they all have <laughs> much bigger stories to tell in this game, and it'd be interesting to see when they when they show back up again in our in in the world of Nexus. Okay, I would pay so much money for a carrot sword. Just saying. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I would love like little like um rutabaga little rutabaga pistols. That, like every time you fire, the little like sprigs would just fly around your hand. Oh yes. <laughs> the animation team would be like, "God, I hate you guys. Why are you making me have no to do this every time?" Y'all are weird. 
hey, you left for work, man. We're just doing what we can. He asked a legit question, and instead of patronizing him, I gave him an answer. I don't know if it was what he wanted, heard, but... I heard the first answer was very patronizing. It was super patronizing. That's what I was <laughs> It was the tone, and I do apologize, Master. Like, no. no, no, no. <laughs> so, so I think I since, since we've already done what we said we, we wouldn't do, which is we talk, uh, we answer questions from, from, uh, um, from the live stream, um... Uh, while on the podcast slash the video, why don't we take this opportunity to end the live stream slash the podcast, and then we will stay around uh, continuing to answer questions. Yes. And Buzzbot, please feel free to uh, stay with us as long as you'd like. Indigo. Very well. Indigo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Indigo Jones QT. Uh, you can also find me on um, our the official forums as Indigo Jones. Um, you can also find me running the fa- STOS Facebook page as well as the Q Times Facebook page. I will tell you the Q Times Facebook page updates way more often than the STOS one does. But still, please come join. Uh, you know, go on there, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You'll see all of our newest content, uh, Wildstar and other related. Um, so I hope to see you guys there. Yeah, and Master, if you did find out about it, you're gonna find it on Q Times. Mm-hmm. That's Q U E U E T I M E S dot com. It also says it in the middle of the screen. Yeah, and Kruger, where oh, can we does. find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at strange underscore tales. That's actually changing soon. We're actually creating a Q Times Twitter that I'm going to be uh, taken care of. And the Strange Tales Twitter is just going to turn into Krug. So that's going to be my personal Twitter after. Uh, I think uh, we're going to wait for a little bit longer before we do that. But I'm just going to let everybody know now. Don't freak out when there's a random person named Krug in the list of people that you follow. Oh, um, <laughs> But for now, I am uh, strange underscore tales on Twitter. I'm also Krug QT or no SEOS underscore Krug on Reddit. This is why we edit our podcast because I'm bad at remembering my usernames across multiple platforms. Uh, you can also reach me by email at Krug at QTimes.com. It's weird because I said at and then I said at again. So I was like, wait, did I already say at? So my email address is Krug at QTimes.com. And Fusspot, um, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Fusspot. Um, you can also find me on Tumblr, um, the Fusspot, because some some jerk, some I don't know, they're squatting on Fusspot, and it makes me sad. Lame, Moose. Yeah. I blame you. And then also we can see your work at uh, Fusspot <laughs> at bbnot.com as well, I believe. Yeah. And then also Hunger. double Hunger. coupon Hunger. for any future game stuff you do as well. Correct. Yes, exactly. Awesome. And for me, uh, Doc, you can find me. Uh, qtimes.com I put up the podcast I do go on Reddit under Holomosh you can find me Twitter oh my god you can find me on Twitter at DocQT and for this week episode 30 well, of the wait wait oh, we, oh, do oh, have oh, to, oh. we have one more page that we have to talk about oh yes and a very important page the most important page which is qtimes slash uh, with tumblr.com who oh, are yeah. <laughs> who our very own Das Moose runs and and, and controls qtimes.tumblr.com whatever qtimes.tumblr.com yeah, slash, slash, slash Moose, do me a favor and put it in the chat <laughs> <laughs> anyway as for as for Strange Tales Matter Space Live episode 30 my name is Doc and I have with me Indigo who's on the phone with somebody and Krug I'm Krug, and I'm also saying bye for Indigo. Oh, I'm Indigo, boy. <laughs> and thank you once again, Fusspot, for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. And that's signing off for this week. <laughs>